what is up y'all another episode of the inner circle it is wednesday <laughs> what's up <laughs> yes inner circle day wednesday as you can tell me and, me and michelle are comfortable and yes. it was it wasn't even planned when she came on i was like look at her she's wearing like a pajama thing too like we're both comfortable at home it's you know, cold it is cold it is cold they canceled all after school activities today and and um where we live for um yeah everything was canceled after after a certain time because uh the predicted snow that we're supposed to be getting is supposed to be cold which i will admit it was it is cold yeah it is cold like now it feels like winter because the last couple of days it hasn't really been feeling like winter or recently it hasn't been feeling like winter at all yeah and it's like scary because like what's really going on in this world because what i think on christmas <clears throat> normally we get like snowstorms and for my son's birthday we they no, there's normally a snowstorm happening mm. nope it was so sunny i'm like what is going <clears throat> what's up ashley she said it it's going to be cold this weekend in florida again oh, <laughs> With but at least it's not it's not providence rhode island cold or you know what uh, it's not also puerto rico cold either because puerto rico we know that's probably like still hot but <laughs> yeah but you know what since we don't know what puerto rico feels like let's bring my boy tonight that's gonna be joining us tonight uh my special guest eli or eli elias <laughs> what's up what's up what's up hi ashley finally get to meet you oh michelle that's right because you weren't here last michelle, time sorry yes. That's right. Michelle wasn't here last time when, when Eli was on. I've heard great things about you from Ivan. Yes. And she watched the episode. She was like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was good things. But obviously, Michelle knew also wrestling. Through wrestling, we all know each other. So, But um, but yeah. How you doing, Eli? Now, talking about us being cold over here. How you doing over there in Puerto Rico? It's good. I'm in a t-shirt and shorts, as you can see. <laughs> I got my windows open, the fans on. It's about 75 degrees, cool, Damn. with about a 15-mile-per-hour breeze at maybe 62, 68 degrees. So it's 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 nice. Now you know why I was dying to move back here. Yeah, thanks for rubbing it in. We over here wearing, like, like we were just talking about we're wearing pajamas and everything like that. Yeah. You know, talk about how hot it is. I know Michelle's in Florida and it's not that cold here. Michelle, <laughs> so that's what <laughs> you mean, Ashley. 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 Ashley, in, I'm sorry. Ashley's in Florida. Michelle's here. It's okay. Puerto Rican weather over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, what's up, John? John say says hi all. Hey, John. Um, yeah, so um <clears throat> something we wanted to talk about bringing Eli on here, especially when it comes to Puerto Rico. Um the build that's going on. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Eli, how you been? How's everything going? I've been good. I've been busy. Um, I'm actually working for another federal agency uh, temporarily. Um, I'm in charge of the staffing for the unaccompanied minors um, reunification program under the Office of uh, Refugee Reunification. Mm. I'm busy. Wow. <laughs> That's good, but still always doing something, you know, like environmental and humanitarian and, you know, 
So humanitarian good. first, environmental second. <laughs> Goes hand in hand. We're all part of the. We're all part of the earth. We're all part of. This is all. This is all us. You know. Right. Yeah. So um. <clears throat> yeah. So speaking of that, of like us being all together and everything like that. There's a bill in the ho- in the house. Um, <clears throat> currently right now, passed the. It was actually introduced by the Senate, and um, something that you brought it to my attention is the Puerto Rico statehood bill, um, that's currently in Congress. Um, yeah, let me bring bring it up. Um, any it's questions? A, it's something. So far? Have you it's heard a, anything about it? It's something. Something that's been that's actually been been brought up for a while, like a long time, like. Uh, whether new uh, Puerto Rico wanted to become a state, you know, like did they want to become a state? Did they want to stay in an independent country? Because there are some pros, pros and cons to to the whole situation as to any situation. Um, but before we get into the bill, um, what are what are some feelings that you're getting, especially you, uh, Eli, being in Puerto Rico from the people there on the idea of becoming not just a United States territory? But uh, well, becoming territory, an official state. No, no, I mean, not just being like a, a territory like of the United States, but also like how do they, how they feel about becoming like a state? So so this is what a lot of Puerto Ricans that weren't born here on the island don't know. Right. Um, Puerto Rico has been a U.S. territory for just under 150 years, maybe just a little over 150 years. Um, September 25th, 1898 was when um, the American generals came into San Juan and they told the Spanish general either turn over the island or we'll kill everyone in El Morro. And history was made. Anyway, so for the past 30 years, I remember when I was a teenager in the 90s, they, I had a plebiscite on the status of Puerto Rico. And back then, back then in the 90s, it was between statehood and um, staying as they were, which is a commonwealth, right? Right now, we're considered a commonwealth. Now, mind you, there are five other commonwealths in the United States, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, and I'm missing one. I always miss one. Okay. Okay. So throughout the process, you know, they voted and and against. And when they voted for statehood, what the local winning party would do is they would take that vote and try to break it down so that it never happened. Mm. So like that vote was just a vote just to waste um, federal uh, electoral commission's money. So the difference with this bill, it comes back from a bill back in 2012. Um, It falls under, let me get this right. It falls under House Resolution 987. That's in part of the congressional record published on December 15th, 2022. You go on congress.gov and check out the congressional record and you're going to find the document that starts with the with the phrase Puerto Rico Status Act, Mr. Grijalva, who is the um, Secretary of Agriculture, is the congressman who is allowed to speak for the people of Puerto Rico to Congress. Mm. Now, mind you, he's a congressman from Arizona. 
I know that makes no sense, but that's the way. It's uh, at least, at least so, Florida or something, but Arizona. <laughs> so, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a minute. All right, we're gonna get to that in a minute. So, what happens is this is the important thing. If this, if the president, if President Biden signs this bill into law, <clears throat> so what's gonna happen is before this gets signed into law, is we're gonna have another plebiscite here in November of this year. November fifth is election day this year. Mm. Okay, so we're going to have a plebiscite to find out which status are they going to choose? Are they going to choose statehood, sovereign, independent nation or independence? I tell you right now, if Puerto Rico becomes an independent, we're going to have a hard time getting back up into the world markets because everything that was here belongs to the United States. The U.S. corporations came in and they just wiped everything out. Are they going to choose? There is farmland. There is farming here. There is agriculture here, but we can't export anything. It stays in the U.S. reserve. Yep. That makes sense. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Not at all. So, so, so that's what's going to happen. Now, I believe, and I've read this bill. I've read that resolution. Um. I've always wanted Puerto Rico to become a state because I want to be able to share the same rights that you do. Mm. Like right now, this moment, I don't have the same rights you do, Ashley or Ivan. I don't have those rights. They consider Puerto Ricans on the island second-class citizens. In what Why? In, in what sense? Like, what, like describe that more. Like, in what, what sense? Because to to some folks, Puerto Rico is a third world country still. Okay. And it's not. That's what they haven't seen yet. Okay. So, so part of the project I'm working on, I get to work with folks from all over the world. The 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 auditor or the accountant for Space Force is Puerto Rican. Okay. The the investigators for the Department of Defense, the chief investigators that they're the ones who go looking through every nook and cranny. I met them today. Five of them are Puerto Rican. So we're everywhere. (laughs) No, you are. We're everywhere in government where we need to be. And and actually and and actually on even in the bill that was that was um that was proposed, they actually list some of those um achievements. Or like statuses that they, that Puerto Ricans hold within the uni- within the United States, like Correct. just basically showing the contribution that Puerto Ricans, the Boricuas have or ha- or have been giving to towards the United States. You know what I'm saying? You know besides, what I'm saying? Besides a member of the active Supreme Court, we've had two U.S. Surgeon Generals. We've had two Puerto Ricans be Surgeon Generals of the United States. Yep. We have one that's the Secretary of uh, Education. Yep. And I could name all the other subsecretaries that I know that are Puerto Rican, but we'll be here all day. That is not what this is for. So back back to the bill. I recommend everyone read this because the important parts of the bill are when you select your choice. For example, when you select um for a sovereign nation right yep it says it'll say hold on i have it right here in front of me 
for example, we'll go with independence. If you agree to independence and the people of Puerto Rico agree to independence, now check out the language in this bill. Yep. It says, Puerto Rico is a sovereign nation that has full authority and responsibility over its territory and population under a constitution of its own. That means we would have to create our own constitution. <clears throat> we don't. The one we have was created by the U.S. government back in the early 19th century. Yep. And it's in null and, null and void. It'll be null and void. So we won't have a constitution. Then it says, um, and they will, which which they will adopt as the supreme court uh, as the supreme law of the land. Puerto Rico will be fully vested with full powers and responsibility consistent to the rights and responsibilities that devolve upon a sovereign trade. First of all, we would have to create our own money again. Or we would have to accept they're going to force on Puerto Rico to use the American dollar like they do in Chile and in Peru and all those other countries that we have um, liaisons with and embassies in. All right. Okay, that's yeah. A lot of folks don't see that. All right. Um, It says Puerto Rico has full authority over citizenship and immigration laws and birth in Puerto Rico. So if Puerto Rico becomes an independent nation today and you were born today, tomorrow you need to apply for full immigration status. Yep, because you no longer will be in it. You will no yes, longer ma'am. be a citizen. Yes, ma'am. You will no longer be a... No, that person born is no longer a citizen of the United States. Because of because of the change in status. Correct. Yeah. So that's independent. Just knowing that alone, look at, looking at your face, you're like, nah, nah, nah. I don't want you know. No, but how hard it no. is to get into the United States. But 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 that wouldn't but it, that wouldn't affect anybody alive right now or today. That would not affect anyone prior Any- to the date of the proclamation being signed by the president. So if the president signed it today, and a year from now today, it's full. It's fully vested. Guess what, Michelle? If your kid was born in Puerto Rico. He's an illegal alien if you take it. You can't take him anywhere. That's sad. That's if we become um, an independent nation and a sovereign independent nation. Yeah. That goes for both. So then it goes. So hold on a second. will no longer be a possession of the United States for purposes of the IRS code. Okay. They're going to have to come up with their own IRS tax law, which is already screwing us. That's why we're in debt and we're paying 11.5% sales tax, the highest in the United States. Okay. Where where are you reading from? So I can show everybody. (laughs) um, Oh, I'm reading from the, I'm at the bill right now. I'm reading from the congressional record. H nine, nine, eight, six. All right, you're because that's where that's where it's basically broken down, so plain Jane can understand. It. All right, so yeah, so you can so you can you can say that part, and then I'll show everybody the bill, and we'll go through the bill, and absolutely, we'll move on from there. And then Michelle, just just in case, because I know Michelle has to work early. Michelle, you give me the thumbs up like this, you go like this, and I know, and then I'll, I'll and then when I give the thumbs up, you're good. All right. Oh. You know, women know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Some inner inner circle <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so, so here we go. So, part of the sovereign, part of the sovereign, um, independent nation, Section D says, United States citizens and United States businesses in the nation of Puerto Rico will be subject to United States federal tax laws, 
as is the case of any other United States citizen or business and the Puerto Rican tax laws. Now, mind you, we already pay federal tax and we pay Puerto Rico tax. Yep. But the Puerto Rico tax is going to kill the middle class. Oh, yeah, because it's going to be. And then it's and then the last the section E, the last section says the Constitution and laws of the United States no longer apply in Puerto Rico and the United States sovereignty in Puerto Rico is ended. Pretty much, yeah. So that means that the National Guard leaves, the reserve leaves, any active duty military leaves Puerto Rico. Anybody can invade now, you, you, you're on your own. 10, 20, 10 to $20 million in, in economic influx per year. You can be invaded, you have no protection, anybody can take over. But, uh, but so that's when, just. Go when ahead. They but when they went to Puerto Rico to take all our fruits and all that other stuff, that's why they called it Puerto Rico, which is the rich port, and taking all our stuff. Mm. <laughs> well, there, there's actually a, there's actually a deeper history on how we got that name. It's actually a Spanish. It's in it's in in uh, Spanish history books on how Puerto Rico got that name. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I I see a message. It was, I'm it was a to Spanish. It was the Spanish and the Dutch that gave the island that name because they couldn't pronounce Borinquen. Oh, wow. Borinquen. They're like, what? Not nah, Puerto Rico. Puerto <laughs> Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Poor, but they're good. Beautiful women. Beautiful men. Yeah, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's a sovereign nation. <laughs> articles of free association. So, yeah, so if they become a, a sovereign free, so, free nation... They need to come up with their own, again, with their own constitution, with their own law books, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we they still have laws from the old Spanish colonial times that on the law books that they enforce. Like, you can't tie a horse in front of your house on a main road. That's what some people do. They tie, they tie that horse right in front of the house because I own that they, bitch. Uh, unless the cops <laughs> tell them to move, they ain't doing it. Eli, real so, quick, before we go, Richie, Richie's, uh, Richie's here saying, what's up? What's up, Richie? Hi, Richie. Uh, so then we go under the Sovereignty and Free Association, Section C. It says Puerto Rico has full authority and responsibility over its citizenship. United States citizens have the right to retain nationality and citizen. We have the right to retain for life of entitlement or election as provided by federal law. So if we become a free sovereign nation, we can retain our natural citizenship. Can you bring we that can down say, for people that don't? You can fly to Puerto Rico, Michelle, Ashley, and, and, and uh, Ivan. And have your kids in Puerto Rico and say, my kids are Puerto Rican for real. Mm. And not have to worry about immigration status. So then it goes on to section E. So it goes, so this is important. One one more time. One more time. What's, what's the bill name? I'm trying to find it. It, No, I'm I'm in the congressional record. So if you're on congress.gov. Yep, I am. I'm. I'm in look the up, go to the congressional record site. Yep, that's where I'm at right now. And look up and look up the one for December House H nine eight six seven. H nine eight H nine eight six seven six seven. 
Okay. You got it? Go ahead. I'm on the first page, the third oh. column, about three quarters of the way down, where it says sovereignty and free association with the United States. If you agree, mark here. <laughs> okay. That's exactly how it's going to show up on the ballot. Okay. And it's going to explain to everyone in Spanish and in English what would be a sovereignty with free association. And I'm on section D where it says, and this is in black and white, I am not kidding you. Birth in Puerto Rico shall cease to be basis for United States nationality or citizenship. Again, if we fall under a sovereign nation, anyone born the day after the proclamation is not a U.S. citizen. That's so stupid. So that's two in the, that's already two indications that you need the right choice is coming up, right? Yep. So section E in that same column says Puerto Rico enters into articles of free association with the United States. That's another 10 year process mm. with such devolution and, re and reservation of governmental functions and other bilateral arrangements as be agreed upon by both parties under the articles, which shall be terminable by at will either the United States or the Puerto Rico government at any time. So they're going to come to an agreement that Puerto Rico will continue to work with the United States, but at any time they can say, afangula manage and see you later. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's nothing nice. No, that is not nice. <laughs> My, uh, my are those Italians that know what that means? They're probably sitting back laughing their pants off. Oh man! Section F goes on to say, Puerto Rico will no longer be a possession of the United States. Will no longer, um, for purposes of IRS, uh, da 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 da. Puerto Rico status as an independent sovereign nation will be the controlling factor in taxation for Puerto Rican taxpayers. Really? Wow. Really? How much are you guys paying taxes now? You guys must be like. Let's just say when when you go to fill out your W-4 at work, yep. you have two options. You can set a price to pay or you can just say, take the maximum out and I'll wait for my, I hope I get a refund at the end of the year. Wow. You know what Eli does, right? Take the <laughs> maximum out. Yeah. Because I want a refund. Yeah. So section, what was I, section F. So section F, about halfway down, it says, in addition to Puerto, Puerto Rico, will enter into an agreement with the United States to provide sovereignty and free association between two nations. This agreement may modify the otherwise applicable tax rules subject to negotiations and ratification by two nations. Do you really think the United States wants to give up the, I think it's seven or $800 million a year they get from the people of Puerto Rico in taxes. No. Not including the excise tax and import exportation tax on alcohol and beer. Next. <laughs> nah, they would never do that. The United States give money away? Nah. No, 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 no. So, so then... When when we go to when it says if for statehood, check here, 
It's like four quick paragraphs. The state of Puerto Rico is admitted into the union on equal footing with the other states in all aspects, in all respects, whatever, and is part of permanent union of the United States. Uh, it goes on to say, the con by the constitution of the states and reserved as the, Puerto as the state of Puerto Rico and its residents. The residents of Puerto Rico are fully self-governing with their rights. That's been happening since 1952. But they didn't want to recognize that. Section C goes on to say, U.S. citizenship of those born in Puerto Rico is recognized, protected, and secured hmm. under the Constitution of the United States. Hmm, that's kind of a give me, and that's kind of a giveaway, right? Yep. Hey, it gets better. So then it says Puerto Rico will no longer be a possession of the United States for purple of the IRS code. And Puerto Rico will become an equal footing to each of the current 50 states in the United States. Individuals and businesses, residents in the state of Puerto Rico will be subjected to U.S. federal taxes, which we already pay now. And that is it. So notice that statehood has four blocks. Sovereignty has nine blocks. And independence has six blocks. Hmm. So they, they made it really simple to choose. And from what you understand, and you tell me if I'm wrong, yep. if you lived in Puerto Rico, no matter what the political situation is, you understand that being a state, you'll be better off. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah, because, I mean, you get the same privilege, privilege as, like, any other state. You know, the same protections, the same... So here's what Puerto Rico doesn't have. You ready? Puerto Rico doesn't have an FBI. Mm. Puerto Rico doesn't have an, a legal department of justice. What I mean by legal is there's so much corruption going on there. You don't know who's stealing from who and who's who's killing who. And we don't have that. So we need our, our, our DOJ reorganized. We need our police force reorganized. Yep. So by being accepted as a state, they can have access to more of this money, which yeah. is our tax dollar that we give to the government for these specific reasons. Yeah. Because you don't pay taxes just to pay taxes. Right? It goes to something. It goes to police, fire, medical, and any any primary services the <laughs> municipality is supposed to pay, is supposed to care for. So... But this this record, this can, we can we can talk about this for weeks. But I wanted to point out those three important things. Um, we and the people of Puerto Rico, we're not struggling. As you can see, we survived the Hurricane Maria. Yep. We provided for ourselves as best we could. We are resilient people. We are resilient people. Mm. We've been around for over a thousand years. Started as Tainos, and we're yep. still here. I've always said if the United States was to like, you know, the hurricane went to the United States, um, they wouldn't know how to survive like Puerto Ricans do. And not only just Puerto Ricans, but just people from other countries and yep. how they learn to actually like maneuver around how so, to get water. <laughs> Over here, it's like, oh, my God, I have no water. What am I going to so do? You can <laughs> compare you can compare Hurricane Katrina and Hurricane Sandy in New York to one hurricane maria in puerto rico 
How long did it take them to get back on their feet? Couple of weeks, couple of months. It took us nine, nine months to get power to my house. And I live 15 minutes from the power generation station. Wow. See, had you guys had you guys been a state, you would have gotten more more help, faster. more assistance. Yep, faster. Faster, faster. With less with less loopholes, with 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 all of that stuff. And that's and that, less red tape and all that. And that's and that's what I'm in disagreement. I mean, that's what I what I'm in like what what gets me is because you guys pay taxes, you know, like like Puerto Ricans pay taxes and everything like that. As a, as a as an island, you should have the same, you know, priority or like you know, what I'm saying like you were saying like you would get faster response if we were a state. You know, like now they're taxpayers as well. They should get the same response. You know, they contribute to the economy. You know, and to our tax re re revenue, but looking to change that. We have some um, in the Senate. It's be it's introduced by Senate Heinrich um, from North New Mexico um, in the Senate. Uh, the Senate Committee Ener of Energy and Natural Resources. They're introducing seven eighty, which is yep. the Puerto Rico Statehood Admission Act. Um, the, the reason why that's going in conjunction with the bill that we're talking about, because once we get accepted as uh, as a full fledged state, then that money is allocated and starts flowing to the island for the projects it's needed for. That's all. That's all. Bureaucracy. It has to be done. It's part of it. So yeah. So this is this is the bill, and like I like Eli pointed out, you can you can always find this on Congress.gov. Um, that's where you can find any legislative, uh, any bills put forward in, in the Congress, um, which I suggest everybody get familiar with and get to know exactly what's going on in your states and country and island. So this is um, Bill uh, S790. I'm not going to go into the history. Eli went a lot through his, to the history of it. But the findings um, right here. Um, it says the con the Congress findings are the, are the following: The United States national sovereignty in Puerto Rico was established by a Treaty of Paris between the United States and the Kingdom of Spain. So it's basically giving you a history of what what it the things that Eli was pointing out. Um, we're gonna scroll down to the admission where it says, um, subject to the provision of this act, meaning if it's passed. Um, upon the insurance of the proclamation, uh, proclamation required by Section 7C, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico is hereby declared to be a state of the United States of America, and as and such shall be declared admitted into the Union as an equal footing with other state states in all respect. So they would gain senators. They would gain people in this in the oh. in this in this Congress that would represent them, kind of like Hawaii. You know, we have a well, Hawaii has a representative because Hawaii is pretty much a statehood. So I'm glad you brought that up. It would I'm be glad it would be something like Hawaii. So the Virgin Islands have a senator. They have a congressperson. Yeah. I met her. Mm. So so what happens is, is this is why Puerto Rico is a hot topic, because once it gets through that hurdle of becoming a state, now they have to assign congressmen and senators. Right. Yeah. 
So what the way it's done is the number of congressmen and the number of senators is done by uh, de- uh, population density. Yep. So if you go to the FEC.gov page, this Federal Election Commission, and you start researching the communities on how Puerto Rico has 3.5 million citizens, <clears throat> right? Yep. So the closest state that has representation for that many people is the state of Nevada. So go to the state of Nevada and tell me how many senators they have. I believe it's four, or I believe it's four. Um, One second, let me check. What is it, Nevada? Nevada, yeah. Nevada, let's see how many senators they have. You said senators? Senators, how many senators do they have? I hear those coqui, and I don't know if anybody else can hear them, but I can hear them. So jealous. I'm just like so jealous. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I'm like, coqui. So eat right on Congress. So let me give, let me guide you right, right on Congress.gov. There's a find your member of Congress senators. Yep. You can click on senators. And then click on the state. So Nevada has Nevada has two two uh senators. So and we will get two senators. Two senators and figure out and four how many congressmen. So they have four representatives. In Congress. So we so that is another six seats either for the Democrat or the Republican Party. So why is that a problem? Because Puerto Rico, believe it or not, is a blue state. It's not a state yet. <laughs> okay, it's a blue territory. <laughs> we always vote Democratic for the people and Republican for the, I uh, should I say, big money. Mm. Oh, right? what? <laughs> That's how they do it here. So what happens is, and here's another thing is that these people here on the island don't know, is if Puerto Rico becomes a state, Guess what happens to the two local parties, the two major parties? They have to change the name because they have to fall under the National Election Commission. Mm. So the, the, the blue party, which is the PNP party, Partido Nuevo Progresista, which is supposedly the, the Republic, the, the Democratic Party, actually falls under the GOP, as you were. The Republican Party falls under the Democratic um, mission. Mm. And the Democratic Party falls under the Republican mission. So there, there's about three so they're backwards over there. political parties in Puerto Rico. One of them is the PNP and the other one is the PPW, the Partido Popular Democratico, People's Demo- the uh, Popular Democratic Party and the New Progressive Party. Mm. So when it becomes a state, they have to reorganize. Guess what happens to all their backdoor dealings and all their all their um, uh, pork barrel money that they hide in projects that they, they don't use until the end of the year so they can pocket that money. This is how these people work. I've worked Where, in, in Puerto Rico or here before everywhere. Mm. But in Puerto Rico, that's what they do is they take the big the big ticket money and they put it in pork barrel projects. So that they can literally um, get um, uh, kickbacks from those projects. Mm. 
when that happened, they can't do that anymore because who monitors the parties on the island? The Federal Election Commission, because they have to, because it's a state. Now they only, right now we only have an election observer, which he could be, he could be given an envelope with a hundred thousand dollars and say, just close your eyes and keep on walking. Yeah. Right. Basically. That's the difference. That's the difference in our society. We, we don't have, we don't fall under federal election commission standards, only state election commission standards, because none of our elections are recognized federally except the, the, um, this lady, Jennifer Gonzalez, um, the co resident commissioner, because she has a voice in, in Washington, and she really doesn't. She just pretty much says, hey, Congressman Grijalva, I need your help. <laughs> she thinks she has a voice. She thinks she has a voice. Ain't nobody listens to you. So. But uh, John said, what did John say? He said, that was the same thing under Abe Lincoln, who a, Repu who a Republican was closer to being a Democrat. True. Very true. Very true. So, all right. So back to this, this, um... So what will happen? Constitutional-wise, physical territory. Uh, so Section 4, physical territory. The Sierra Puerto Rico shall consist of all islands together with their abundance reefs, seafloor, sea territorial waters, and sea seaward boundaries presently under the jurisdiction of territory of Puerto Rico. So basically saying everything, including its waters, reefs, everything. Everything comes. That hasn't, that hasn't changed in a thousand years. <laughs> that comes like no no one's tried to attack Puerto Rico besides the Dutch, the French, the English. Did you know that Sir um, William Drake actually tried to Francis Drake attacked Puerto Rico twice and and lost? Oh yeah, Sir Francis Drake. No. Yep. Wow. So didn't Blackbeard the pirate? He tried to attack Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you guys. <laughs> You guys need to pick up a history book in Puerto Rico. Oh, You'd be shocked. It's like history class over here for me. <laughs> You'd be shocked. I know. Right? You can get credit. Watch us right now. Use us in the so project. The town, so the town I live in is is, is called Dorado. Yeah. And back in the Spanish colonial time, for a town to be incorporated, you have to, have to have three things. You have to have a plaza, a church, and a city hall all in the same spot facing either north to south or east to west. So when you come to any town in Puerto Rico, if you look in the town, you're going to see a plaza, a church, and somewhere in the town, a city hall. Without that, it cannot be a city hall. So back to Dorado. Dorado was founded by three African slaves. Wow. So, yeah, African, African, African history runs deep in our bloods, too. Yeah. And if you go to Ponce, in Ponce... They have the statues of the of the slaves coming off the ships and chains Yikes. that give reverence to to the to um, to the uh, Emancipation Proclamation. Oh yeah, go ahead, Ivan. Oh no, so no, no, no. go ahead, Michelle. What are you saying? I think we need to take a trip to Puerto Rico. Yes. I am so down for that. I am so down. A little history tour, a history tour, a historical mm -hmm. tour. I've been I've been actually dying to go. I've been like thinking like, damn, I really have to go. I haven't been in so long. 
So let me know. I have two empty rooms. Actually, my office, I'm going to turn into a bedroom and I'm going to move my office downstairs to another room in my house. So I have two empty rooms in my house. I just in September to Puerto Rico and I went to Vieques. I haven't been to Vieques, but my grandma. I haven't, I haven't been to Vieques. So, so no? I, I, yeah, no, I haven't been there yet. My mom neither. My mom was, she was born and raised there and then she came okay. over here. She came over here when she was born in um, in Rio Piedra. She came over here when she was like 26, 27. Never went to Vieques, and that's where her mom is from. From Vieques. Okay. It was beautiful. Vieques was beautiful. Oh, it's, Vieques is awesome. You have to take a boat or a plane to get there. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. No, I haven't you laugh. I'm serious. I haven't been there. What about Culebras? I heard you had, good, you had to take a boat to Culebras too. Oh, yeah, I've been there plenty of times. I haven't been to Culebras. It's called, yeah. It costs $2.50 to go to Culebra. What? And Culebra has one of the top three beaches in the world. And it only takes yeah. $2 to get there? Flamingo $2 beach. to get there. $5, $5 round trip. Isn't it? All right. So I saw a video. I forgot. I saw I saw a video. Like, I don't know if it was on YouTube or something. There's a beach where it has like little glow things, like the blue light things in the water. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so in Puerto Rico, we have <laughs> three of the seven bioluminescent bays in the world. Three of them are in Puerto Three or four of them are in Puerto Rico. Hold on. There's two in Fajardo, one in Vieques, and one in Guanica. I'm going to show the you. The other real ones quick. are in Hawaii. Yeah, I had I went on a I went to Fajardo and did the the tour the boat tour in one of the bioluminescent bays, and then when I went to Vieques, I went to um, what is it Playa called? Negra. Playa Negra. Oh my gosh, <laughs> crazy! I've never been there, but I've oh. been Playa Negra. The sand is black. It's volcanic it's, sand. Yes, and it's like it's um, like if you put your phone next to the sand, like you'll catch all the like materials or i don't know minerals that are in there yeah it was pretty cool so yeah, is it it's in vieques or something like that the glow in the dark like beach no then i listen listen to me yeah there's one in guanica okay right in la palguera yep there's two in fajaldo because there's two spots in fajaldo and there's one in vieques there's in there's seven of those bays in the world puerto rico has four of them wow. i believe that's crazy yeah, I'm showing I'm showing pictures of it right now on the screen. So think about it. that's it. my that's my backyard. I could drive there and do that now if I wanted. Oof, that's a nice little date. Been like, yo, what's up? Let's go to the during, beach. During COVID, listen, <laughs> during COVID, during COVID, you know how many people went to jail for going out at night? Why wow, you're not supposed to go out at night? N- not during <laughs> not not during the pandemic when it first started. They had oh. dude, they had they had a a, a curfew. If you were on the road after 1030 at night, you'd get a ticket. If they catch you again, you were going to jail. Wow. Yeah. And my mom was we don't, my, play, well, my, we don't play that here in Puerto Rico, man. We don't play that. Yeah. My uncle was telling me that they're very strict. They were very yes. strict when it came to COVID. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that bill, right? HR 9873 yeah. on page two. Hold on the last column. I gotta go back to it. Yep. So what page two? I I don't have pages. Tell me uh section. It's the following page. I'm sorry, go to the third page. 
So third page, where's which one? Titles? Um uh no, I'm going on the third. Let me see. I'm on the PDF. Let me make sure I'm on the right page. Page two talks about management and oversight. Page three is nine eight six nine. I'm I'm on the bill. On the bill that's that's introduced. Uh well that one that you're looking at is an amendment. Yep. They actually corrected some language. Go back to the one, go back to the congressional record 9870. Right? Hold on. And then 90, gonna... 98 70. 70. So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what pay I'm on. Okay. It, you, 9870 should be a, a like a 16 page document, right? Yep, go ahead. So page seven, the middle column talks about the natural resources and this, that, and the other. You go down and it talks about um, PREPA, talks about the resident commissioner, what happens to the resident commissioner. Governor Pierluisi and all that, blah, blah, blah. So the next column over actually talks about what you were talking about, Michelle was talking about, was the Puerto Rico energy uh, uh, issue and what's called PROMESA, which we call the Fiscal Control Board. They're the ones who tell us how much we can spend and how much we can't spend. So PREPA is a Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority. If you look in, if you look in that, it will tell you, um, which is the bill you're reading now. Yep. The bill you're reading now, that that's what they needed to add to the Puerto Rico status bill. That's why I went to the congressional record because it's more accurate, and you don't have to go searching through all these different laws and bills and all this other stuff. It's all there. So when we go to it, says Madam Speaker from Mr. Westerman. Madam Speaker, introduced in July 2022, H.R. 8393, the Puerto Rico Status Act would authorize a federally sponsored plebiscite to occur in November 2023, hello, that's this year, that would allow the voters of Puerto Rico to make three choices, independent, sovereignty, and free association or statehood. If one option receives a majority of the vote, which is 51% or more, um, if no one option receives more than the majority of the vote, there will be a runoff in March of 2024. Ain't going to be no fucking runoff. Pardon my language, Ivan. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. So So the Committee on Natural Resources... The Committee on Natural Resources, they're the folks who have the future of Puerto Rico in their in their hands. That's who we report to as a government, not Congressman um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or, or uh, Congressman or uh, Senator um, um, Nilda. What's her name? The one who likes drinking beer um, <laughs> and none of those guys. So. But, yeah, on page eight. Page eight is going to go on the reasons why the people of Puerto Rico should be. Co- so, okay. So let me tell you a little bit something about this congressional record document. 
right. So this document, and then we're and then we're gonna go into the and then we're gonna go into the Biden conversation with the documents. I hope we will auto transition later on. All right. right. So so the the congressional record document is a legal document of any and all actions that have been completed or are pending from Congress, and they are for the for the president's review. So this is a legal document that congressman puts the Congress puts together at the end of the day. Mm. And first thing in the morning, they put it in the president's briefing because he needs to know what Congress passed and didn't pass the night before. This is the Bible for the white house aides to get shit done. I found that out like two weeks ago. Wow. That's why I went to the congressional record and the house bill or the house law because as you can see, it just needs to be signed by the president. Do you think, well, does it, did it already pass? It's the, coming. Did it, did it already pass the House? Because it Yeah, it's already, that first bill already passed the House and Senate. It's waiting to become law. Oh, wow. So it's it's like, it's going to happen no matter what. It's It's in the style, it's in the stack of paperwork that President Biden has to sign within the next two months. In order to make that happen. So go ahead. So that money's already been allocated. So you're so you're you're pretty much saying that within the within the next couple months, Puerto Rico could be a state. Very, very strong possibility. Wow. So what does that do? What does that do to the Puerto Rican flag? What does that do to the Puerto Rican like doesn't it cha- no, it doesn't change, it stays the same. Does Hawaii it's have actually their, does Hawaii have their actually, own flag? It's flag? actually incorrect. It's actually incorrect. Our flag, there's two flags for Puerto Rico. There's the independence flag, which is the one with the square, the red and blue square colors that was uh, founded in El Grito de Lares. That is a great, great, great story, Michelle. You need to read El Grito de Lares. It's about, it's the first um, independence call after the the, uh, colonization of Puerto Rico. El Grito de Lares. The lattice. Okay. All right. So there's a lot. There's a lot of good books you can read. You can read books by este, el doctor Pedro Albizu Campos. He was poisoned by the U.S. government, by the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pedro Albizu Campos. If you could, you can like send me all this um, through Messenger. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Get the book, The War Against All Puerto Ricans. It's a recently published book. I have it in Spanish and in English because I wanted to read both versions. Man, what a book. Yeah. Man, what a book. So anyway, go ahead, Ivan. Um, yeah, go ahead with what was I saying? Um, wait. All right. So <laughs> sorry. I was setting things up for the next one. So um, yeah. All right. So the next. So. Yeah, so it's so it's being introduced. So within a couple couple months, Puerto Rico could be a, a a state. Is what you're saying, pretty much, right? Pretty much within the within the next signature cycle of the president. Oof. Okay. Because remember, remember, okay. So remember, the reason why it was important to get 51 Senate seats. Yep. Right. Is because you only need four other Republicans to go along with it because you have the majority already. So it's 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 like fifty plus five instead of 50, 49 plus ten. But and you know what? Like ah, oh, when you when you explain it like that, it's so like, ugh, it irks me because it just 
it's political talk and i hate political talk like that because people are people always saying like we needed to gain these many seats to be able to pass these bills and it's like um and it's like no it's like it's not about like we need to have these many people in our party to pass these bills it's like no what's the what's the what's the best for everybody like i hate like i don't know i just hate that like ideology like mentality but um real quick before we uh let's finish this comment like actually yeah so michelle what do you feel about that do you think puerto rico should be a state um i think puerto rico should be a state i feel like we deserve the same rights that united states residents have i feel like we were always a state like i always knew that we were a part of the united states of america you know um but I definitely feel like it should be a state. Like we're doing everything that else that every every other state do in Puerto Rico, except just having the rights. Yeah, I do. I think obviously what Eli pointed out is like there is a lot of benefits to it. You know, like they're already contrib uh, contributing like like elsewhere, but there's a lot of benefits to them becoming a state. You know, when it comes to response to national like emergencies and stuff like that. You know, like when when they need aid you know like i don't know i agree i agree with that as long as we keep staying to ourselves and like we don't lose our we don't lose who we like who puerto ricans are you know like the, that's why i asked about the flag so, like what happens to the flag so, do we stay with the flag do like what changes so your heritage your heritage is kept by you yep. not by the history books yeah my Puerto, the reason why why my kids know about my Puerto Rican heritage is because I taught them about my heritage. If I stop teaching my heritage, then you're going to do the same thing with your kids. So that's why I don't give Christmas gifts on Christmas. I give Christmas gifts on the Epiphany on January 6th because that's my Christmas. That's how I celebrated Christmas. Yep. And that's it. Yep. So I think Michelle fell. Oh. Or she had to leave one or the other. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I'm looking at the I'm I keep I keep going down this document because it's yep. 16 pages long. Yep. And if you look at the votes, there there is a vote of 233 yays for yep. Puerto Rico to be accepted. Yep. And then there's another vote for ratification was 209 yays. Right? Yep. And then there was another vote in the 117th Congress that was given 191 nays and another 219 yays. So the bill has already gone through Congress. Yep. Now it's in Senate hands to put it in the president's hands. Okay. Should Puerto Rico become a state? I, I, as much as I want to influence the decision, the decision is up to the people of Puerto Rico. I am voting for statehood, and that's that's what you're asking. <clears throat> I, and that's what that's what that's what I that's what I'm saying. Like we have a lot of comments to catch up on. That's why I was kind of like reading. I'm like, all right, so um, leave it up to the people of Puerto Rico. Like that's why I was asking you. Like, how do you feel? Like, what do you think about it? Like, like it should always be left to the people. Like put I, it in, I put believe, it in that election. I believe statehood is. I believe statehood is going to win. I believe so. Okay. So let's see. 
So Richie said the pros do outweigh the cons. Um, I'll, he said he'll be in Uturao in the next Utuado. two Utuado in the next two weeks. So Utuado is actually one of the uh, ancient Taino um, powwow sites. They actually have a, a um, umbate, yeah. which is like a, a powwow arena yep. in Utuado. Okay, nice. <laughs> Didn't know that. But history lesson one one over here. We learning shit. Let's see. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, you know, if that's what the Puerto Rican people want in Puerto Rico, like hopefully they do get it. Um, we'll be having 51 states now with Puerto Rico. Hopefully. 51 states. We'll have representation so in the Senate, have representation in the House, and, you know, they'll have they'll have a voice and everything. So, so, so like, a little bit of history about the flag. There's three flags, right? There's the one you know that has the dark blue triangle. Yep. Right? Yep. The actual flag for Puerto Rico has a light blue triangle. Yeah. And then there's another flag that it looks like the Dominican flag, but it's those four uh, squares with colors of red, white, and blue, and, yep. a, and, a, and a star in one of the squares. That was from the first independence battle, El Grito de Lares. That's what I was telling Ashley. Um, Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> um, that that uh that uh um that is the original flag i prefer using the one with the light blue triangle because that's the one that is mainly adopted and accepted across the island the one with the dark blue triangle mimics the u.s flag that's the difference okay i'm trying to see if i can uh see it so i can point put it on the screen You said the one that looks like the Dominican flag. Yeah. With the, with, there's like a, wait. There's one with the star you said in it. Yeah. Hold on a second. When I, I'm gonna look it up too, so I can make sure it's the right one. Yep. Because there's a couple. So there's the one with the triangle that we know. Yep. And there's one that has. Two blue squares and two red squares. Okay. That's our independence flag. That's the one they use for the independence fight here in Puerto Rico. Esa es la bandera de la independencia. When, when did they start? When did it transition? When did it become the flag that we know now? Like the flag that we it, know? like In the 1950s, after it became the... Um, the uh, I believe it was 1951, 1952, when we were accepted under the um, Commonwealth of Puerto Rico Act. Okay. I um... There's actually a country in Spain that has a flag that looks almost like ours, but it has yellow and red stripes on it. Yeah. Ours was the, the, uh, the identical of Cuba, but um, the difference was in the color tones because they didn't want it to be exactly the same. That was gonna be so flag, that was that was gonna be my question next. Like, which flag came first, like the Cuban flag or the Puerto Rican? The flag? The Cuban flag came first. Okay. 
we just couldn't be original. We just like, yeah, we like that flag. Let's. No, we do have we do have our flag. If you look at este, the have a bandera. Lola Rodriguez de Tio. That's the lady who. Okay, so if you look up Lola Rodriguez de Tio, she's the one who designed the flag. I got giving you a little history lesson on Puerto Rico here. <laughs> so she was a very independent woman, very outspoken, very well recognized by the government of Puerto Rico. She was given the task of creating the flag for the people of Puerto Rico. Yep. And some of her ancestors still live in the island. Lola Rodriguez. Lola Rodriguez de Tío. De Tío, I see it. Let's see. Oh, she looks like somebody's nice abuela. Exactly. <laughs> but she wrote La Borinquena, which mm. is our hymn. Mm. Let's put up on the screen so everybody can see her. So there you have there you have a a a Hispanic community leader yep. in the early 19, 1800s, because she died in, in 1924, yep. leading independence for her people. So Lola Rodriguez de Tio was yep. the first Puerto Rican born woman to poet poet to establish herself as a reputation as a reputation herself a reputation as a great poet throughout all the all of all of latin america a believer in women's rights she was also committed to the abolition abolition of the of slavery and the independence of puerto rico nice yes sir that's miss lola rodriguez de tio she her little statue over here she looks she looks tough she looks like a, a fighter yeah, I believe she's buried in Cuba. Why would she be buried in Cuba? She's Puerto Rican. Because she was exiled there. Mm. Wow. You got to read the story, dude. I just <laughs> give you a little bit. Look at that. I know. You're be like, damn, Eli, I think I need to move back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Maybe one day I've thought about going for a change, you know? But, um,. Yeah, so let's see. I mean, hopefully it turns out to be whatever the Puerto Rican people want. Hopefully when that vote comes, you know, people Puerto Rico decide if it's what they want. Good. Um, and hopefully we clear out of that corruption and, you know, not let people corrupt, keep running no. Puerto Rico and, and doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But talking, so, about, uh, talking about corruption... Sorry. <laughs> you were you gonna say something before we switch to the next topic? No, I was gonna say I was gonna say um if you guys want to do research on on those um folks like um Pedro Albizu Campos on YouTube they have all of his speeches all of his speeches that he gave for the independence of Puerto Rico. Yep. You'd be shocked. Now Pedro Albizu Campos was the first Puerto Rican first. Afro-Latino yep. to graduate from Harvard Law School. Mm. 
He was an officer in the military. And the reason why they didn't make him why didn't make him make him commanding officer because he was brown skinned. Nice. Hold on. <laughs> I'm reading a compliment. So somebody wanted me to tell you Eli is a great storyteller. Hold on. What is this? Uh, he is a good storyteller. I missed it because somebody. Oh, and knows a lot. He should be a great guest for one of my friends. Oh, so there you go. No, nah, Eli. Eli. Hey, Eli. Eli is very knowledgeable. He knows a lot of stories. He's very one of those people that you know they they know like little facts here and there. His pre-match speech <laughs> were epic back in the two thousands. Yes. Who's that? Richie, that? Richie, 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 Richie. <laughs> you always ask me. The, you always ask this question. <laughs> yeah. So Eli's speeches were, were, were always on point. They always motivated us. You know, same. They were true. Like, yeah. That's where I wanted you to be. It's... I wanted you to be in a different place at that moment. You needed. You needed to. Raise that bar for that moment so you can yep. say, shit, I did it. Yep, yep. So, um... Enough about me. <laughs> nah, but... no, nah, it was true. But anyways, so, moving on. Because we talked a lot. Puerto Rico is huge. But anyways, before before we even got on, Eli even said, you know, like, having this conversation is going to be... It's long because it's, it's a lot to uncover, you know, when it comes to Puerto Rico. You know, and, and the situation that's going on over there. Um, he even said he even told me before he's like this is like a three three episode uh type of thing. <laughs> I know Richie he does. So Rich Richie says he he stays forgetting. LOL and I'm like yeah he does. He was on he was on last time. He's uh, uh Angel Camacho from Hope. Oh okay. Dark, okay dark I remember skin, now. Dark skin uh Trigueño. Yep. I remember. Yeah. I remember. His his um his mom, uh, uh, yeah, you might know his mom too. I'm trying to think if you would know her, if she was working in the school department when you were. But anyways, let's go. So anyways, moving on. Uh, most recently, I'm not sure if you've heard, but I was going to actually talk about this two episodes ago. But with everything going on, me and Michelle started talking about all the other stuff. We never really got to cover it, but... Classified documents were found in Joe Biden's office in his pen, uh, his think tank, which is uh, Penn Biden Center, which is in okay. uh, Pennsylvania. So what uh, did he do different that the orange Cheeto did? It can do? I can can we get to that in a minute? Can we get to that in a minute? <laughs> <laughs> can we we go get to that? We go get to that. That's why I was afraid to bring this up because I was like, damn, that Puerto Rico topic is long. But I've been holding on and talking about this for like three weeks. So I'm like, you know, we gotta talk about it. But um Yeah, so um let me put it up on the screen so we can all read it together. So the New York Post, this was an article that I read before, but obviously there's more news that came up since then. But Let's go back to it. The Justice Department is looking into how a handful of classified documents from President Biden's time as vice president ended up at the D.C. think tank that bears his name, which is the which is the uh, Penn Biden Center or whatever in Pennsylvania. So 
Right in center at Penn State. Yeah. Uh, at, yep. Not at Penn State. Not Penn State University, but at Penn Pennsylvania. So, um, so yeah. So, fast forward to now. There's actually been documents found at his home residence. There's actually in his garage. And not only him. Obviously, Donald Trump was found first. Donald Trump was the first one at Mar-a-Lago. But most recently today, did you hear about Mike Mike Pence? Yeah, I saw that first thing this morning. So Mike Pence also just came out today that he also had classified documentation in his house. Now, what is going on? This is these are supposed to be top secret stuff, classified documentations. Um, but so apparently, me, let, but apparently everybody's doing it. Let me let me let me interject there. Any document that goes to the White House is considered classified. Period. Now, the level of security, whether it's secret, top secret, secret squirrel, top secret, only Batman needs to know, top secret type thing, then that's for the different um, agency secretaries. Because when I was on active duty, I used to have to drive around with a briefcase and a handcuff on it, which was considered top secret documents. Yes, and I was armed. And uh, you could only get that briefcase from me if you chop my hand off. So, so, yes, I want to say Go ahead. the difference between the two or be, between the three is that two of them said, you know what? Go ahead and do what you need to do. If you think I'm guilty, let me know. And I'm going to give you more time. Here's some more places you might want to look. The other one said, no, I don't have anything. I, I gave it all back. And then after the FBI went knocking on your door and said, excuse me, um, you told us you gave us everything and there's still stuff here. And his attorneys lied on top of that. Mm. That's the difference. One of them did it maliciously and the other two didn't do it maliciously. So, so it could have it could have been it could have been a mistake. Now, I'm not defending anyone, but just the way the way they decided to return the documents tells you the intent behind taking the documents. So this so um so one of the arguments that's being said to is that the difference because just the difference is that one is was a president and the other one was a vice president. A vice president does not have the power to declassify any documentation. That's only left to the president. True. But so how but, did how did how, how was the, but hold on one second. So that, this, yeah. hold on one second. So what the argument is how did he get possession of classified documentations when he can't declassify that even as a vice president? But now some of the documentations, because now there's been documentation that's been found in his home and in his garage, go back to when he was a senator. So now even that even goes lower than a vice president. Okay, so, so even what, as a, what, so, so how did how did he get possession of the classified documentation? Very, very as a simple. Senator? You're over, you're overthinking the situation. Go see what committees he sat on as a senator. Go look at the committees, what? and the committees will the committees will tell you what access he had to certain documents. But does but does the senator have the have the ability to declassify any information? So so even so, you, so how even long as a does senator. how long does it take to declassify a document in the federal government? 
Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. 10 years. It takes 10 years. You can't do that on the spot. It takes 10 years. Because it has to go through all the different layers of security. So let's see. Let's check. So national security information right here says. Um, let's see. Classification level. So there's different levels of um class of of whatever of secret documentations levels of classified documentation so the levels are top secret secret and confidential the first level top secret shall be applied to information that unauthorizes disclosure of which reasonable reasonable could be expected to cause exceptional grave danger to national security now those classified as secrets shall be applied to information to information the unauthorized disclose of which reasonable could be expected to be caused serious damage to national security confidential shall be applied to information the uh, the, the unauthorized disclosure of which reasonable could be expected to cause damage to national security so that's why i'm saying there's three different certifications but they kind of all kind of seem the same but correct but I, here's a situation again so from 19 let's see here during the 117th congress he served on the committee for foreign relations so guess what he had access to Say wait, what is it? Say it again. During the hundred and seventeenth Congress, he served on the Committee for Foreign Relations. So guess what he had access to? Um yeah. certain classified documents. Yes. During the hundred and thirteenth Congress, the hundred and tenth through the hundred and thirteenth Congress, he served on the Committee for the Judiciary. So guess what access he had to this, those documents? Yeah, but that doesn't... But it, it regardless of what, the only person so, who can de declassify uh, documents is the president. The fact that... Again, the, 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 fact, again, the no, president... No, but, the president cannot declassify a document by looking at it and saying, I want to declassify this. It's a, It takes a lot more stuff. It's not a one-day thing. But the thing is that... A, a senator should not have top secret. There's certain things on there at their at their home, especially from when the time when he was a senator I all mean, that time. I mean, but if in, you're ser if you're serving on a foreign yep. relations committee, yep. which meaning you're dealing with a country that is not your own, yep. don't you think you want to have documents that will help you talk to their leadership directly? Yeah, but that's what the secret documents are. But this, so again, I'm not defending yeah. him. He could have been on the Foreign Relations Committee, slipped it in a book, slipped it in a notebook, and forgot about it. Yeah. The good thing is, is he's returning them. He's not saying they're mine. Yep. I want to keep them. That is the difference. Yep. So, and there's a difference too. He had a, hold on, let's read what people are saying. <laughs> uh... Documents were found in Mike Pence's house. Yes, we know. Ivan, you have to remember he was leaving office. His son just died and was working from home. He was also cleaning out his office, and he and Mike Pence turned them in. Biden. That's had, true. Biden, that is. That's a fact. Biden had that's Obama declassify it with his mind.
Biden had Obama declassify with his mind. That's just being just being yeah. cynical. Nah, but um, still, aren't aren't top secret documents supposed to be locked up somewhere? Like to have them multiple places, De- isn't depend- that isn't De- that kind depend- of irresponsible? Depends because again, you might have a copy of the original document stamped top secret. You might not have the original document. Again, I've been in those shoes before. Um, but also people shouldn't just have access to, uh, he's not people. He's, he's a member I know, of our government but, that had, but he had, a, but he, power. but he had him That's in his different. house. He had him in his house and in his garage where anybody could access his car. There's actually pictures of his son, Hunter Biden Ivan, with his Corvette. Ivan, do you know, do you know the type of security detail a U.S. Senator has? Yeah. Like they have a security detail. Yep. Especially when they're on those powerful committees, House Appropriations, yep. Foreign Relations, all those committees that have to deal with foreign governments. Yep. That's what you guys are overlooking. That's what you're overlooking. You're looking at the situation. You're not looking at, okay, why he had those documents? Oh, he sat no, on no, this I'm committee. Not, that's not the, he did this that's type not the of argument. work. He did that type that's of work. That's not the argument. You're de- he, you're, you're de- should you're de- he have returned the documents? Yes. You're defending that, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... I'm not is, defending what I'm, what I'm, I'm, get, I'm putting a, a no, no. hypothetical situation what I'm saying is I'm that, looking at. Okay, what I'm saying is past the point of him being able to access them, anybody had access to them because they were just in his garage. They weren't locked anywhere safe. They were just put away in his garage where his Corvette was parked, as he said. It was secured. It was, I believe the word he used, secured. But his son, his son had his pictures. Of, <clears throat> so right now I'm posting a picture of Joe Biden with the Corvette where the classified documents were. There's yeah, a picture. That picture's from three years ago, four years ago. But but that's where the that's what the, the the documents were. Yeah, because because all all the all the naysayers are going to use whatever they can to make Brandon look bad. That picture came from either a Newsweek or Motor Trend magazine article <laughs> from like 2005, 2006, when um, Hunter was being interviewed, well, either Hunter or one of the two sons was being interviewed about the dad's car because they had it re- restored. Regardless, of I what, got you, brother. No, I already, I already broke that conspiracy real quick. Oh no, it's not a conspiracy. That's why it's being looked at because also. If the, so what they're looking at is to see if those documentations had anything to do with Ukraine. Because as you know, Ukraine, Burisma was being investigated. And, 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 you, you and, do realize that and, company does not exist. That was a name they made up. Uh, I know, but that, but, but that's, well, and that's the thing too. Ukraine is known for corruption and money laundering. That, com- that company was made up. And who was on the board of that, who was on the board of that, of the, of that, uh, Burisma? His son so Hunter let me, Biden. Now, so, so let me ask so you this. So what let me, they, so let me what, ask so you what this. They, what they're looking at is to see if any of those documentations had anything to do with things. Because as you know, there was also a video of Joe Biden asked, telling them that they they weren't going to give him a billion dollars unless they fired the prosecutor that was prosecuting Burisma. Okay, so so show me the documents that tell you that. That show me what? The documents that tell me what you just said. Just look it up online. All right, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show it to everybody. So let's look it up. So what is it that you want to know? Because I'm if so, Burisma, right?
How do you spell this? Fuck you, spell Burisma. B-A-R-I-B-U-R-S-M-A. B-U-R-I-S-M-A. B-U-R-I-S-S-M-A. All right, let's see. So, all right, so what do you want to know? You want to know if he was in the board of, of, of Burisma? Or you, want, or you want to hear the video of Joe Biden saying that, that the prosecutor wasn't fired, he wasn't going to get the billion dollars. Because that's what they're really looking for. That's what they're seeing to see if there was a connection within those those top secret documentations. Because, you know, a lot of those top secret documentations are foreign secrets of stuff that's going on in other countries as well as the United States. Now, if those if those documentations were just lying around and anybody could have access to them walking, either using his car, or not using his car. And that's what they're trying to investigate, which is fine. I understand, like, people's point of trying to defend because, again, Everybody's always trying to defend their party instead of looking at the whole the whole picture. I don't follow a party, buddy. <laughs> You're sure fighting like you are, but I'm just saying. I was just trying to point out that it was in multiple places and anybody had access to them. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Is like if it was I'm, just I'm in a reading, garage. I'm reading the report from the from the Ukrainian Anti Corruption Office, yep. which was way before President Zelensky, and I don't see any of those names on here. Whose whose name? Any of uh, any of the names you're talking about? All I see is uh, Alexander Kawanzenski, yep. Joseph Kofer, Karina Klavetskikov, Christina, blah blah blah, yep. and the former president of Poland. They were all found. They were part of the Bush Counterterrorism Center and. And former advisor John Kerry and Hunter Biden, attorney, blah, blah. So it said Hunter Biden? Blah, blah. They started a company called Archer in 2018. So wait, what did you say? What, what did you say expired. about Hunter Biden when you said? And what, what was the other guy's name? It says in, in 2014, yep. Devin Archer, a former senior advisor to John Kerry yep. and Hunter Biden, an attorney and son of the then U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, Joined the board of a company called Archer. Yep. Not Burisma. Okay. So and what, what was Archer? And in 2019, Biden left and when his term expired as director. Okay. And this is coming from a Routers News article. All right. So let's see. September 24, 2019. Fact box. Burisma, the obscure Ukrainian gas company. At the heart of the U.S. political role is All the right. name of the art. So this, this is what I, I have on. So, so during the time on the board of the Ukraine largest, so he was on the board. Let's see, because this one's telling no, me. He, no, he was he was on a board of another company with with uh, presidential candidate John Kerry. Okay, let's see. So let's see the New York Post. Because I know there was there was something on there say he he there was he was on the board of the energy company with Burisma or it had a connection to Burisma. I just can't find the article. 
So here's it. Ah, uh, hold on. So Burisma is a company started by a Russian oligarch. Have been de debunked. And hold on one second. So here's it. Here's an interview of Joe Biden talking about saying that he doesn't know what his son does uh, with Burisma. On your son, Hunter Biden, uh, President Trump says, Weepy Joe has real problems. Reminds me of Crooked Hillary and her 33,000 deleted emails. A lot of the Ukraine charges about you have been de debunked and were unfair. There's one thing that a lot of Democrats even do wonder about, and that is Hunter Biden, your son, was getting paid a lot of money to serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy company facing serious corruption charges you were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, no you had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't Okay, and I'm but telling you, even though it came from his father's mouth, you need to know. No. What's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down some guardrails? Um, unless there was something that was, uh, there was something on its face that was wrong. There's nothing on its face that was wrong. So, Look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. I mean, come on. This is, so, <laughs> these so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know, there's not one. And one and, and single evil, bit of evidence. Evil always not gets one little tiny like, bit. Gets is this anything deserve. done was wrong? And I feel like that's something you know that's that. happening right now. But you now. keep asking me these questions. It's okay. Because he, you know, you're, you're. When, I, when, when they first found documents on Trump, he was like, "How can somebody be so irresponsible? So irresponsible?" Donald Trump had it in Mar-a-Lago, which was a secure location. Joe Biden had it in three different locations where his son had access to. Uh, all they, like I said, all they're trying to find out right now was any of those documentations had to do anything with Burisma. As you saw, Joe Biden even acknowledged that Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma, but he had no idea what his what his role was there. Even though Joe Biden also had an interview where he said he told them he they better fire the prosecutor or they were not getting the billion dollars. And in, in his own word, he said, "Son of a bitch, that prosecutor was fired." And I could, I would go, I would find the video just so I could play it. But so, you, do you understand why they needed that prosecutor fired? Do you know the reason why? Because it was, it, it was going after corruption. And and it, and it's being no, said, the, no, he wasn't going after corruption. He was the corrupt prosecutor that would not prosecute corruption. No, he because they found they found that he was had a money stream coming from Russia from directly from Putin. That's why they told him they had to fire that prosecutor. So. So something that if I, not Zelensky would not be president right now. So something something that I also you guys uh, heard, aren't looking at that part. No, no. Something that I heard today was the reason why he he was telling them to fire them is because the next person he was gonna call that he was gonna subpoena was gonna be Hunter Biden because of the Burisma connection. That's why he wanted the the prosecutor fired because the next person who was gonna be subpoenaed was Hunter Biden, but it's gonna be discovered and that's why one and that's why is. And I'm not wishing anything bad on anybody, but I'm just saying sometimes when you guys point, when people point fingers, is comes right back at you. But 
Uh, let's see. What, let's you see need what to doing. read. You need to read this congressional joint report, finance report that the Republicans, the GOP, put it out. It's pretty. It's not bad. Mm. They're doing just like you did, wow. pointing out the obvious. So, but um, and hold on. Let's 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 find Joe Biden's video of him saying if this prosecutor is not fired. You ain't getting no billion dollars. But I, I saw that. That was on CNN, Fox News, uh, the um, what's it called? The, the BBC. I saw that video. I'm telling you, it's. But it was a lot deeper than what you guys think. What you guys are saying, it was a lot deeper because I remember I almost got called away on a secret mission to fucking go there mm. because of that bullshit. It's but, a lot. It's a lot deeper than what people know or say. That's why you gotta. That's why you always look for the documents. Oh yeah, oh, of course. I'm just can't wait. This gets spicy. Let's find out what's in those documents. But you know what? The in the in the thing. I don't know. Let's just. First of all, first <laughs> of all, Biden isn't running in 2024. They're gonna have to deal with either Kamala Harris or any of those other Democrats that came in second or third place. Um. I'm more or less, please. My, my, I'm more concerned <laughs> about my 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 issues, man. Yeah. Because if Puerto Rico doesn't become a state, I'm getting the fuck out of here, and I don't know where I'm going. And that's the thing that's sad, though. It's like, oh, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, leave it up to the people. Obviously, I can't, I can't talk about it from being out from the outside. You know, like, leave it up to the people. The people really want that to happen, then let it happen. You know, um. We just said it's nice, spicy. So what's people? I don't know. What do people feel about it? Should so now with with this being said, with everybody with there being documentation, whatever found on everybody, should should anybody have access to document to top secret documents and be able to bring them home anytime you want? Like, the answer is no. The answer is always going to be no. And I believe you're making a strong statement by bringing them home anytime they want because it could have been slipped in a folder. It could have been given to an aide to say, hold this for me. The aide forgot to return it. I've been in those situations. I'm not making excuses, but I've been in those where I've been called at two o'clock in the morning and say, Eli, did you remember to take your gun to the armory? Oh, shit. No, I still have it with me. Yeah, but a and gun. I have to go to the armory and return it. Yeah, but a gun is different than national security information. There could be top secret stuff in there with people's information, like like whistleblowers, been, anything. Active military personnel, unless you are a military policeman, you're not allowed to carry firearms. Mm. That's considered a, 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 a national security uh, um, a concern. Yep. Because I'm a military service member with top secret document with a gun. Really? Come on now, Ivan. I don't know. But but anyway, I don't think I don't anyway, think I don't think let anybody. The, let, so let the press do what they need to do. Um, no, not you know, the press. Like you said, don't don't trust the press. Karma, Look karma, up your own information. Karma is gonna happen. I believe in the press. I believe in the free press. The free press is what's helping. Um, the, the corruption in Puerto Rico, it's what's uncovering it and bringing it out into the public. And that's how we're winning, by bringing mm. it out into the public, not by pointing fingers and blaming people. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, yeah, it's all good to have scuttlebutt and gossip and all this other stuff. But, I mean, sometimes you got to look a little bit deeper because I looked into that by that Hunter Biden stuff when he was... um. When they first, when he first ran, that that Trump brought that up. Yep. I looked all over, all up and down the different reports, the independence reports from France, from Italy, from Greece, 
all the different uh, international reporters looking into it, even they all said it was scuttlebutt. All that all they could find was that he was part of a corporation under Burisma, which I just told you with John Kerry, and that company ceased to exist in 2019. I know, but so, I don't know. Again, we'll go. That's like saying that's like saying Ivan, you work for Mount Pleasant High School, but your boss is the Providence School Department. And you're like, no, no, no. My boss is Mount Pleasant High School. And that's not true. Well, so, what's, so what's, that's what they did. They so, associated but no, but, name but, association. It's, but it's different, though. They, listen to me. Yo, he has they his emails, name, though, his laptop. Association. They did a name association with whatever facts they had. And, and until they <laughs> uncover the truth, it's just... <laughs> It's just that. <laughs> That's how I get that. I don't. I don't like gossip. I don't. I don't. Gossip. I don't like. I don't like you gossip know, either. It's just. It it's just funny. It's just funny. B. But he. So. So another thing that they brought up is his emails. They found his laptop. It was always said that it was fake. Where did they find fake. it? Huh? Where did they find it? At a repair shop that he dropped it off at. And so why didn't they turn it into the FBI? Why did they keep it? They did. It. It, it did. So the. So the the guy turned it into the FBI, but he kept a copy of it. So guy, he's just that he's just as criminal as the people who are accusing um what's his name? Hey, he's just as criminal. So that's not right. So because no, no, no. Ivan, if you're accused of something, yep. right, and I have evidence that you have it, yep. why would I want to publish it unless I want to make money off you? So, I'd rather just let the law deal with it. But so, not everybody is that is that as as ethical as I am. Yeah. So, so it's an ethics issue. I, I wouldn't do that because I'm not going to believe someone who said, oh, I found the laptop in uh, in uh, in a pawn shop in Sausalito, Nevada. Okay, so why isn't the national news on it? Why isn't a report on the, from the DOJ? Because the DOJ actually has a newspaper that they print every day. Why isn't it in there? Because if it's that important, it should be there. Am I right? Yeah. So the laptop was turned into the FBI in, in, in December of 2019. Um, the reason why it was leaked to the public was because it was November 2020 and there was no mention of anything. So the repair guy, the repair guy saw, okay, I just turned in these hard effort into the FBI and nothing's, nothing's being done. So what he did was that he contacted Trump's lawyers Rudy Giuliani being one of them, and gave him a copy of the of the laptop. Of that's course he why, did. So that's why he did it because it was a year later, and there was no mention of this at all. So talking about corruption, and I'm not saying that there's corruption here, but I'm saying we do have to keep an open mind that when something as bad as what the person supposedly says they they, they say there is, and nothing's being done. You kind of have to call into questions like why is this not going on? So obviously you have to find other source of methods you know kind of like when people like you said you're a big believer in the press i do believe in the press because the press can sometimes get get information that you know like when situation like this not saying situation like this but if any situation where somebody is a whistleblower to the government the government doesn't say anything the government doesn't do anything because it's true there are some governments that are corrupted like you mentioned in puerto rico as well you know you mentioned puerto rico being corrupt is it possible united states could be corrupt as well I know for a fact they are. So I work for them. So 
so that's what I'm saying. So that's why when 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 civilians take action on their on their on their own, when anybody reacts to something, it's because sometimes they've gone to a point where they've let it ride its course and see where it goes and nothing's done. Then sometimes you'll be like, yo, maybe I got to stand up and say something because corruption is out there. So just to clarify, that's what I read of why he came out and why he turned in because it was a year later and nothing was mentioned about it and nothing was done about it. So, so, so there's like 10 different articles on Biden's laptop, right? And out of the nine I've read, nine of them say that even though it was found, they can't find information specifically of what they were talking about. Can you tell so me nine which out ones? of the 10 articles said that. Hold they on, tell said, me which ones. So I can show I, everybody. I was, yep. Uh, CBSnews.com. So what's what's the article name? A copy of what's believed to be Biden's laptop turned over by repair to FBI showed no tampering analysis says. Oh, so no tampering. But yeah, that means it was authentic. It was no tampering. So that means that the right. laptop that he but, gave was authentic. But the data that they were looking for that people were pointing out is not in that analysis this, it's not in there this they're saying of, it's not in there this pictures of him with pictures of him with prostitutes and him listen it went to three different data sets cyber forensic gurus in many an independent analysis yep. of two cyber investigate uh, investigators from the minneapolis based forensics computer services found no evidence that the user data had been modified, fabricated, or tampered with. Exactly. Right? So it's authentic. And, 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 hold on. It goes <laughs> on to, hold on. You're jumping the gun here, like you tell me. And it goes on to say, da-da-da-da. The team believes there are ongoing efforts to utilize the infected, distorted data to spread disinformation. At no time did any individual did any individual have Mr. Biden's consent to access his computer nor data to share it. So they're believing the forensic people are saying that whatever's being spread in over the internet and on the news on on, on uh, over the internet and not being um, verified by the news is incorrect. That's all right. They can say that as long as I know that the laptop is authentic. It really was him. Because remember, because remember, remember, remember the election. About, remember the election. They were saying that's Russian information. It's not his laptop. It's not this. That's all. But you I know what? Did it help? Did it help? Did it help them in any way? I mean, no, because I mean, it's still being supposedly uh, still being investigated. I can't right vote. Now. I can't vote for president here yeah. in Puerto Rico. Oh no, I'm just. We can't vote. No, no, I'm just. I'm just saying. Back to what I was, I was oh. saying in the beginning. Remember when you point a finger, you got three fingers pointed at you. So everything they were pushing on somebody, and I was all coming back to them. The laptop being real, Russia hoax being fake. Uh, what else? It's, it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. So you think? Do you think that Russia um, attempting to meddle in our elections is fake? No, I didn't say that. You did? No, I didn't. You said Russia hoax. That's what yeah. that was about. Well, no, the Russia hoax was with the whole Trump, the whole Trump colluding with Russia. That's what that was about. They found evidence. The, oh, the, God. The, listen, the no, they did the defense, not. No, they did not. What did they find? Listen to me. The what defense, did they find? The Defense Counterintelligence Agency 
said that they found traces of hackers trying to attack the system. Okay. Mm -hmm. But because it didn't affect the outcome of our elections, they did nothing about it. Mm. The report is out there. The report that um, the first um, special investigator did, um, the the Marine colonel, right? Mm -hmm. It says in there, you got to read it. It says in there. I know. That there is evidence of Russia of Russia attempting to meddle in the U.S. elections. There is evidence. That, yeah, so yeah. the Russia oh, hoax yeah. is mean, real, people, but they never did anything about it because it did not affect the outcome of the election. But, so what they ended up doing is they ended up tightening the security yep. for the for the internet within the different agencies. That's what they did. No, that's true. Yeah. All, all a bunch of different countries try to mellow in our, in our elections, but the one thing is that they did not collude with Trump. That's the one thing that was not true. They did not collude with Trump. But you know what? So something you know, this wasn't part of the topic, but now since you want to bring up colluding, I don't know if you know. So I'm reading right now ABC News. It was out yesterday. FBI former top FBI official Charles McGoogan. I don't know, I can say his name, but Google, whatever, arrested over ties to Russian oligarch. Uh, so ties to Russian. Listen, do we real know simple. Who, so do we know who this guy is? Real this simple, guy, yes. Who is yes. he? Who is he? Go ahead, tell me. He is the chief in charge of counterintelligence to Russia. Mm. So. Guess what? Follow the money. So this, he was also the guy who helped and sponsor the whole russia collusion the whole with christopher Steele, this guy was the connection between the fbi and the united and, and russia so it wasn't trump it was these people so um let's see no one blamed trump they just threw his name oh, in the hat because nah. he was listen <laughs> you gotta understand ivan <laughs> ivan when you're the, when you're the head of a company or you head of an organization yeah. And I can blame you and say you were part of this because you had somebody with their hand in the pot. You know that's what they'll do. Yeah. I'm not blaming Trump. Yeah. I'm not. He just got like everything else got caught up. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Evil always shut, always comes to light. So and I'm just it's gonna come. All I know is these next cup, this next election cycle is gonna be fun. It is, it is. So um, yeah, you guys can read this whole article. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but yeah, he has connections to the whole um, one of the people that started the whole um, Russia collusion, blaming Trump being colluded with Russia. All on a law when all along it was him, and um, yeah, you know, and 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 I'm not, and people might say, oh, you're writing this guy. No, it's because you know what. I'm always rooting for the underdog and I'm always rooting for the person who's getting mistreated, the person who's always being pointed at, the people person who's always being blamed for. I I always stick up for that person. And I am so glad that I stuck through it and I'm so glad that things are coming up to light because my feelings were right. And hopefully at some point, um not saying that he's perfect, because nobody's perfect. The only thing I liked about Trump was that he was authentic and he was real. He did, wasn't playing politically correct. He wasn't doing other stuff. He was authentic. He was like a real person. So 
in that sense, the only reason why I like defend him so much is because he's been treating so bad, and I know that he did so good. So, I don't know. I just get excited when I see stuff like this that vindicates him, just to show that you know what he wasn't as bad as people were making him seem. It's just certain people didn't want him there, and they were doing everything they can. And the thing that sucks is that some certain people know how easily influence, influential people can be, like influenced people can be through media and through putting stuff in front of their faces. And I'm not just talking about politics, I'm talking about like anything in general, like even like models and like all these people, like they put everything in front of you to try to get you to like, you know, stay hooked to it. Um, and it just sucks that people use that to their advantage to control people and like to try to control how people feel and how do people think, how people think, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling off a little bit. Sound like a Republican. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I was always a, I was always, 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 always a Democrat. So you know I who was, J.P. Morgan is? I was, yeah, I know who J.P. Morgan is. Okay, you know that that I believe it was him. It was either him or uh, who was the other one? It's J.P. Morgan. Um, it was um, Carnegie and somebody else. Well, Vanderbilt. One of those three was the one who started the public education system because they said, I want a nation of workers, not a nation of thinkers. And from the from the early revolution, from the early industrial revolution, yep. all the way through the 1960s was the generation of let's go to work. And in the 60s, you saw the hippie revolution, right? And then the 70s was the sexual revolution. In the 80s was the technical revolution. In the 90s was the computer revolution and so on and so on and so forth. Right? Yep. So what you're seeing is those, those um, decades actually coming back into fruition. We don't want a nation of workers. We want a nation of thinkers. That's why they're starting to offer schools are cheaper. Colleges are cheaper for some folks. That's where that comes from. So that's why we are the way we are. They they hang they dangle the carrot in front of you. It's called money, right? So if you get if you get caught up in just thinking about money, guess what you're gonna do? Put as much as you can away and keep as much as you can. I learned that shit don't work. Yeah. That just makes you greedy. It makes you corrupt. It makes you evil. And I'm all set with that. Yeah, money. Like what they say, money is the root of all evil. You know, once you once money you is have, the root of all evil. Once you have it, you want more. You want more. You want more. You know. Yeah. You gotta give money to the big guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, make sure you pay me. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's let's. What, what you want to play a game? Let's play a game and then let's. Let's, let's go. Let's play that roulette game. Because this is uh, you. This is uh, two hours now. Two hours, long time, and I'm hungry, and I don't want to eat in front of the camera because there'd be always a munching noise when I uh. So yeah, what about your podcast? Uh, like you're thinking about starting something like that soon, right? Something, some ideas, yeah, thinking about I'm it? starting a podcast. I, I, I don't know where to start. Um, I, I think I need a microphone is what I'm missing because I have everything else. Nope. You have a light and everything? Um, yeah, I have several. I have several lights. Okay. Um, and then it's just a matter of getting an audience. 
Okay. Hey, just... I still don't know what to call it. Something something that I do like to like suggest or honestly or even it's just my mentality or maybe it's just differently, but something that when I do it is don't focus on the viewership. Just worry about putting content out there. Like just worry about putting but I know I got definitely gotta check out TikTok. Cause I know you were telling me a lot about it, so a lot about the viewership over there. But that's something that keeps me because I know when I first started with some other people, it was always yeah. about viewership, and it, they always got discouraged with the the uh, the viewership. And I'm like, don't think about it the viewership wise. Think about it just putting content out there, and the viewers will come. So just keep doing your job, keep doing whatever you do, and that'll come. But we're gonna spin this wheel real quick. See what we got. See what we're going to play. Hopefully something not singing. We sang last week. Oh, boy. Oh, it says guest choice. Eli's choice. All right. What are my choices? So your choices are... Beer, wine, or liquor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. One got to go. Finish the lyric. Never have I ever. Would you rather. Song association. Agree or disagree? Um, Ooh, since we've been debating, let's go agree to disagree. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Agree or agree, agree or disagree. All right. You want to go first? Oh, actually, so what? So let me explain it a little bit. So, with agree, agree or disagree. For example, if I say pineapple goes on pizza. Then you would either say whether you agree or do, or don't agree. Get it? Got it. So something like that. All right. So since I already asked it, that's pe- um, pineapple goes on pizza. Only if you're from the Pacific. Agree. Oh, I no, I don't agree. That's your choice. You <laughs> asked me. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 no, no, no. Question. So I'm giving you an answer. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I, I know. It's not. It's not like a debate where we argue. I'm just saying. Like to me, it's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Um. Let's see. You have another one. You, you want you? Let me just jump in when you have one. Um. Remember, I can't see your screen. Or you just want me to ask you straight up? Oh yeah, no, just ask me straight up. Go ahead. Agree to disagree. Agree or disagree. Um, hot dogs only need mustard. Disagree. Okay. Disagree. You can put some onions in there. You know, New York system style. That's a. I didn't say. See, now you're changing the hot dog on me. That's not what I asked you. I know that's a wiener, though. Uh, yeah. Nah, I, I I gotta put some ketchup on it. Some ketchup. On yeah. It. No, I I learned that mustard is the best seasoning for hot dogs. Mustard. Brown mustard, as a matter of fact. Just mustard on itself, or like. Just mustard by itself. Oh wow. Okay. I have to try yeah. it. Your turn. Um. Agree or disagree? Jennifer uh Jennifer Lopez is the hottest female uh singer. Hottest Latina singer out there right now. Disagree. All right. Who who do you think it is? Or do you, or do you want to say you don't have I, to say? I could name I could name a few from here from the island that you've never heard of. Who? 
Um, there's, there's, I think it's, her name is Samba. She's from Mayagüez. Oh, Connie Garcia. Mm, okay. Connie Garcia, if anybody knows, I don't know. I have no clue who that is. <laughs> All right. I bet you know who Evie Queen is. I know who Evie <laughs> Queen is. I know who Evie Queen is. Yep. Uh, reggaeton, throw her, reggaeton. Uh, all right. Your turn. My turn? Yep. Agree or disagree? Freedom is not free. Um, Agree. You agree? I fought for it. Yeah, it's never free. It's never free. Somebody fought for it, or somebody somebody has to uh, somebody has to die for for you to have freedom. That's what a lot of people don't understand either. Yeah, no, I know a lot of I, somebody always has to sacrifice something. The freedoms that you have growing up, because your parents did something for you to be able to have that luxury of, you know, maybe having an education that they so, didn't have. Or so, in in the work that I do, because I work with veterans, I get to honor that generation that changed the world, which was the World War II veterans. There are not that many left. If it weren't for them, we would not be sitting and doing what we're doing today. So I'm grateful for them. Yeah. Your turn. All right. Um, and somebody gave a suggestion for your new podcast. Sorry. So I got distracted. They gave me, they gave us a suggestion. So I'll tell you, I'll, All right. I'll tell you after. All right. Um, agree, disagree. Um, Wrestling is the best. Wrestling is That's the best. Huh? Wrestling is the best <laughs> foundation wrestling to any other sport out there. Oh my God. That's because I taught you that. <laughs> Actually, um, wrestling is probably one of the best foundations, I agree, for about 90% of the challenges that you face in life. Yep. Wrestling is a mental, it's a mental, it's a, it's a lot mental. I think life is like that. If you can, if you can envision it or if you can mentally get through it, you can get through anything in life. So, so how did you become a state champion? How um, did you become a new England champion? Uh, how do you become a new England champion? Um, you envisioned it, did you yeah, not? Yeah. Someone said, hey, Ivan, this is the path you need to take to get there. Let's go. Yep. Right? Yep. So. Yeah, no, that's true. Go ahead. I remember those late nights and weekends and cold-ass fucking Februaries. <laughs> For real. For real. Hold on. Let me send this. Uh, Is it my turn or your turn? Your turn. No, it's your turn. No, your no turn. it's your turn. Your turn. I just, I just said, I asked you about wrestling. Okay. Um, agree to disagree. Your coaches were the worst leaders you ever had. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> disagree. Disagree. Even now, even now, the, I, I, I work with Demuccio, and um, he's a good leader. He's a good man. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing good. Good. Give him my regards. I will. I will. You know, stressful, stressful. You know, the the uh, generation nowadays. But, but um, you know, it's all mental. If you can do it mentally, you can do it. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um. Agree to this. Uh, agree or disagree? 
Mayo, uh, hold on. You can put mayo on pizza. Because of the way you phrase the question, I'm going to say agree. Because a lot of people do do that. I know. I don't, I don't do it. Do. I don't That's do it. That's their choice. All right. That's their choice. How about you? Would you put main, uh, mayo on your pizza? If it was spicy buffalo pizza, I would use uh, blue cheese dressing, which has mayo in it. Yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah, no. <laughs> I see. I see a bunch of these kids just like. I'm like, yeah, no. oh God, oh my stomach hurts. That's why when they're when they're my age, they'll have heart attacks. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not old, guys. I'm only 49. Still young. Still young. Yep. Don't let the beard fool you. No, that's just that. You know what that is? Wisdom. Aesthetics. Wisdom. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. <laughs> oh man all right did i ask the last one or did you uh you did you did mayo on pizza yeah, 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 yeah. last one go ahead agree or disagree you would give up everything right now to move to puerto rico hmm. if i had if i had something if i had something set and i knew what was going to be like that's not what I asked you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I would. Because the, depending on what, again, I'm not, I'm not a hiring guy, but if you're, there are good paying jobs here in Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, dude, I make eighty thousand dollars a year to sit behind a fucking computer and push buttons. Are you kidding me? Wow. I could do that. I could do that. Of course you can. <laughs> so those jobs are here in Puerto Rico. I know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe. Yeah, I'll be lounging back, chilling. It took sun. me twenty years. It took me twenty years to make eighty grand in Rhode Island. I've made it in my first nine here in Puerto Rico. Wow. So. Wow, to think, yeah, nine, because years go by so fast. Yep. God. And I just got a promotion. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yeah. Nice. I nice. should say, I just yeah, I did get a promotion. I got a step increase, so yeah, I get more money. Nice. More money, more money, more money. Hey, you know what happens with more more money? More problems. More problems. More taxes. More bills. More money, shit. More taxes. Keep them. I see. I see the mailman, and I'm like, don't put none of that shit in my mailbox. See, you're good because in the states, on your federal tax, you could actually deduct a lot of your unreimbursed employee expenses. Mm. I don't have that option in Puerto Rico. Oh wow. I can only file state tax and that's it. Unless I'm going to file for federal tax credit. And then if I get, say I get 10,000 back from the state, guess what? I, guess what I got to give that 10,000 to uncle Sam when they already taxed me on my salary. Wow. So, so yeah. all right. So Ashley had a suggestion. So, she said, good topic, Ivan, staying on topics. Kudos to Eli and a great job. And he has great opportunity. Um, she got a title for you. Ready for it? Yep. You better copyright this. <laughs> I'm kidding. Real Talk with Eli Garcia. Ooh, that's a good one. Real Talk. That's actually Eli. on one of my lists. 
Real Talk with Eli Garcia. Yeah. Okay. I see it. We got to get you like a little uh, logo or something. Yeah, I got to start working on that so I can get it going. So, yeah, send that send that to me. I might end up using that for the first few episodes. Yep, yep. I'll... Because uh, we'll do Real Talk. Real Talk, I'll yeah. Real talk. <laughs> we'll see. talk about the moment, the situation, what's going on, how you can fix it. If you don't like it, get the hell out of here. Yep. So I, I tagged you on the comment so All you right. can remember and see it. Um, she said also congratulations on the promotion. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, yep, congratulations. But with that being said, it is late. I am hungry. I got a cold ass sandwich over here that I haven't ate. That I don't want to eat because I, I don't be rude. <laughs> Hang on, I cooked. I made arroz blanco con carne guisada. Oh, that sounds so much better. <laughs> I know. Remember when I used to cook for you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those were the days. I miss cooking for you guys. Yeah. Good times. That's why you guys need to move to Puerto Rico. You can do your podcast from here and make tons of money from here. Y'all can do the podcast outside. Absolutely. In a nice, warm background. Like, you know. Absolutely. Like, it'll be nice. It's it's 80 degrees right now. Wow. I wish. I'm over here wearing a onesie. But. It's, it's going to be 71 in the low today. So. Mm, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, time to get out of here. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to eat. And yeah, it was a good, a good conversation, long conversation. We only got the two topics. I knew it was going to be long. So I had to try to cut one of them. Maybe you won't come back. We can talk at a different time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me know if you're, if your followers want me to come back, let me know. I'll be more than, more than willing. Yeah. More they, than happy. they were engaged. They were, they, they said you were very informative, very, you know, so definitely come back. Sometimes we have to have a serious conversation. Usually we have like, you know, fun conversations. Sometimes it's good to have serious talk because there are, there are a lot of serious uh, uh, issues and things going on in the world that need to be talked about, you know, and have positive dialogue and, you know, and it's cool. So for, for your next for your next podcast, you might want to add the 31 M1 Abrams tanks that we're sending to Ukraine. I know. I, I know. I wanted to talk about that, too. So, so next time I could I could talk to you about that. That, I'm, <laughs> that I that I know about. That I know about. Did you see the name? The Abram? Abrams? The M1 Abrams tank. Yeah, Abrams. I almost yeah. got to drive one of those when I was in the Marines. So it was not only us, but it it in um Germany. Germany sent- and somebody else, they sent the leopard fighting vehicle, which is a badass, a badass yep. war machine. It is bad. Like it doesn't stand up to the M1 Abrams, yep. but the 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 leopard the German leopard tanks were the same ones they used during World War II that decimated the American tanks. That's a, that's another that's another history lesson, dude. Yeah. No, definitely. I love having conversations like this, you know, like um I just as long as people watch, you know, like join in for the conversation. I just try to Absolutely. keep it like, you know, cuz I know people got things to do, but Join in. Anyways, check us out. Spotify, Our Radio, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, all them, YouTube, everything. Like, share, subscribe, share with your mom, share with your daddy, share with your hookup, share with your side bitch, side everything. Share with everybody. Share with your hookup. When they walk out the door, be like, here, subscribe. Find me on TikTok. (laughs) Go ahead, Eli. Tell them where to find you. Find me on TikTok at Eli underscore Garcia underscore PR. Yes. Be part of that 15,500 revolution of followers that I got. 
Let's that, do this. That's what I'm talking about. He got a lot of TikTok. Let's do I got to look into that. Yeah, that's, that's I do go live on TikTok and I, I can get nine, ten thousand people in my lives. I do get invited to a lot of political um lives on TikTok because I, I speak from the US code, which is of the law of the land. Yep. 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 <laughs> um the the USC. So I use that. And when President Trump first got in trouble with the with the documents, and I hate that I don't I, I just real quick. A lot of folks at really asked me, what is the federal government doing? What can they do? What can't they do? Blah, 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 blah. And when I took them to the U.S. Code um, Section 117, it actually states it the law says exactly what the government has to do, which is exactly what they're doing now. They have to research to make sure that nobody else did the same thing so they can they can be able to 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 charge everyone equally. It's not because you were the worst president or you were the best president. We're going to treat you separately. The law says that that needs to be done. That's why um, Pence and Biden just said, come on, do whatever you need to do. I'll turn in whatever I have to do and let me know what the punishment is later. Do you, do you think That's Barack, the difference. Do you think Barack Obama has classified documents in his house? We would have we would have known by now. So, So you're saying he doesn't have any? It, well, keep in mind that every president has a certain function once they leave the White House. Like some presidents deal with foreign foreign trade. Some presidents deal with foreign relations. Other presidents deal with um, um, economic issues. So depending what, what shoe President Obama is filling as part of his ex-presidential duties, he might have access to certain documents. Do you think he should? You, should he, you think you think he should mention it now before, like if it does come out, or should he? If he if he has any, again, he we would have already known because he's President Obama is on everybody's hit list because he's the first African American president, and they want to 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 demarter him as someone who can change how a uh, uh, community can move forward. Um. We yeah. would have known by now. Okay. You, trust me, we would have known by now. Trust me. <laughs> Eric saw. Trust What's me. up, Eric? Eric Knowing said. Michelle, hearing the stories of Michelle, how strict she is. Yeah. She was she, as soon as Trump got caught, she probably went, Barry, do you have anything I need to know about? Because I'm not getting embarrassed by that. You know that. You <laughs> don't, know that. Don't don't put us in front of the paper. Exactly. You better say some shit right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eric, Eric's on. He said, Love you guys. We love you too, bro. Love you too, Eric. He said Jimmy Carter builds houses. Yeah, so Jimmy Carter was uh, was the president in the 80s. In 1980, yeah, 1980, before um, Reagan took over. And his contribution to the American people is he works volunteers for Habitat for Humanity. He does not have a security detail. Yep. And he still works his peanut farm daily. So that's a statesman. That's what you would call a statesman. Okay. Nice. You know. <laughs> so. This is the this is the longest goodbye we've had. I know it's been <laughs> like three hours. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody that watched tonight. Eli, thank you for being here. Uh, Anytime, we'll see everybody sir. next week. Or uh, have a good weekend. Peace.
Peace. Bye.